Live from Gutter Cat Studios in the Metaverse, it's time for another episode of the Crazy About Crypto Show. And now here's your host, Crazy Carl. Hey yo, what is going on? Thanks for hopping into the space. And if you're listening to the podcast, hello from all around the world. And welcome to the Crazy About Crypto Show, an interactive live podcast on Twitter Spaces for anyone exploring crypto and wanting to learn from others that have already dived into the space. From NFT artist, a savvy where we can come to have an incredibly talented and important voice in the NFT space join the show. From singing to creating art to content creation in Web3, he is showing what is possible in the space with work ethic, drive, and determination. He also constantly is uplifting others in the space and ensuring that underheard voices get the platform they deserve. It's truly an honor to be joined on stage by an active builder and friend, Ed Balloon. What's going on, Ed? Hey, that was an incredible intro. I've never had an intro introduced like that before in my entire life. Wow. Well, welcome to the Crazy About Crypto show, baby. That's where the you got to get your flowers to start the show. I appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. So I'm excited that you're here because you do some amazing work in the space. And I that's what I love about kind of just venturing myself uh, by getting to know guests and following different people in the space. I get to come across uh, people just like you, who I first noticed just constantly up on space stages and really be having a voice and trying to, uh, you know, you already in the pre-show talked about the um, BIPOC and LGBTQ uh, the affinity space and uh, that journey of rug radio. And so to start the show, I just wanted to s- go back and talk about how you even heard about crypto and NFTs and how you even got started uh, in- into this rabbit hole of, of Web3. Yeah, man, if you only knew, I'm about to tell you. So <laughs> um, I think it was, when did people drop? It was around that time. Yeah, it was March of uh, 2021. It was early last year, about a year ago. Yeah, yeah. So people dropped, and it was NFTs, and everyone was talking about these NFTs. And I had this good friend um, named John who was, like, talking about NFTs as well, but and about, like, all music NFTs. And I was like, okay, this is cool. And I remember I put out a tweet, and I was like, does anyone know... uh, anything about music and nfts and i hope i can find that tweet because no one it had no engagement no one knew no one engaged like it was just it was no comments no no likes it was just that was it it was a tweet and no one cared about the tweet and i was like i guess no one cares i guess you know no one cares about music and nfts so maybe nfts aren't for me and this is before i was even in you know i got into twitter space and so and that was like march something and so uh, I believe like later down that year, so I was supposed to I was supposed to go on a tour. My tour uh, originally got canceled in 2020 because of the pandemic, and then it was supposed to come back. Um, and so we were like preparing for that tour, and um, yeah, we were preparing for the tour. And I was ready. I was like, okay, boy, we're gonna get back on. Uh, we're gonna get back on tour. Finally, I've been waiting. It was, it was my first tour ever. And I was like, okay, finally, we're waiting. And then, um, and then I, I it got, and then I saw, oh no, and then it got canceled again. I think it got canceled again. No, I saw an article 
uh, again about NFTs and I read it and I was like, oh, this would be something cool to get into. Still, so I'm like, okay, maybe we can find a way with music entities. And I hit up this dude who like did the article and he was like telling me how, you know, how it could work and stuff and like what I could do. Um, and it was still very hard to grasp because I'm like, how does this work? Uh, how do you, you know, with the onboarding, how does that even work? Uh, but I was like, you know what, we're going to figure this out and we're going to go on tour. It's August and we find out that we find out that the tour is canceled again. So the tour is canceled, and then I'm in a band, and my band member leaves the band. So that's also added, and then I end up getting COVID. So all of this, all in one month, and then I'm like, man. So I get COVID, and I'm in isolation, and I was following um, my. Uh, I was following Brittany Pierre for some reason, <laughs> who I actually um, host the BIPOC LGBTQIA space with. Um, I was following her for some reason. I guess we have like mutual friends. Uh, she was from Houston. She was living in Houston at the time. Um, but yeah, I was following her for some reason. And she was already in the space. And uh, this is like, I think Twitter spaces were kind of new or they were like slowly popping up on my time feed, on my newsfeed. And so I was like, and, and she was in a space that had to do with T- NFTs. And I was like, let me just go into this space. And it was that space that got me hooked into NFTs. Um, well, no, actually, I don't think it was that one. I got into that space and they were telling me about NFTs and the communities and stuff like that. And I didn't really understand. They kept telling me about community. I'm like, what do they mean by community? Like, what does that even mean? Like, what? You know, I'm from Web2. What are you guys talking about? And then, um, and it also, I think you you kind of touched upon it before the show about, like, flipping and stuff. And I remember I was, like, in a space and someone was like, hey, you have to follow the trends. And, you know, like, with flipping and stuff. And I remember uh, her name was Brisa. She came up to that mic and she was like, don't you listen to him. You know, it's not like that. <laughs> it's not all about that. You know, it's legit artists out here who care and who are trying to change their lives. And you are definitely um, going to be supportive. And I was like, okay, all right, this is weird. I'm seeing artists, like, it's it's giving cult-like, but I'm going to try it anyway. And then I, I went into this other space with Miss Hatton, um, who's an incredible photographer. And I just remember I was just there in that space because now I'm slowly, like, they're saying, oh, yeah, go into the spaces. So I'm, like, slowly going to these spaces. And then um, I was in that space, and it was the first time. It wasn't even, like, a drop party. It was like she went into the space and people were like, oh, we love your art. And then the whole space bought her collection and she like almost cried. And I was like, wow, I've never seen this. And then so I'm so that's kind of how I got into the space. Um, but that's like a, I can add more um, of how I got into the BIPOC LGBTQIA space as well and hosting that. But that's kind of how I got it. Yeah, no, I love that. I think uh, it it just goes to show because I kind of when you were going through the timeline for people that have been in the space, you kind of know exactly, you know, even though it's only been about a year ago that you first started hearing about, you know, the $69 million Beeple sale and all of this hype and what the hell is going on here. 
uh, I think like your journey is very, uh, I think a lot of people, especially in the NFT space, share a similar kind of journey in terms of how they got here, whether it was through Beeple or whether it was through something like Top Shot. There was definitely like an onboarding stream of like these routes that people kind of ended up in this space. But the way, the thing that I love about you know, um, kind of, I think that we're starting to evolve in the NFT space where you're starting to kind of even get like sub sectors. Like there's people, there are spaces out there that people only talk about art or, you know, just talk with their friend. It's just like a feel like a, you just feel like you're hanging out with friends. And then there's other spaces where it's all about alpha or hyping stuff up. And, uh, you start to kind of feel like there's different worlds forming. And I think a lot of people that I've had on the show kind of fit into that first category. So I actually love um, kind of the uniqueness and the element that you've come from too, because there are a lot of people in the space that are just genuinely, they just genuinely love art. They genuinely love, they're passionate about music. They're trying to figure out how blockchain can kind of help solve problems in those areas, which is really, really important. Um, and, and the, just like you were saying, like no one, everyone back in the day was trying to figure out how music and even, you know, back in when you first started talking about in March, even photography, like photography wasn't something successful yet. Um, Justin Aversano, I think his initial collection, which sold for like 0.2 ETH, uh, it, it, or 0.25, but it was really low compared to whatever the enormous floor is now. That was only, he released that back in like March of, or April of last year. Um, and so no one even knew, there wasn't like a success story in that space either. And now there is. And I think we're going to continually see more success stories in the music space as well. I mean, obviously we have Blau, but I think we still have yet to see some amazing uh, like success stories come from like the music industry. Um, what One thing that I'm curious about, and we will definitely, I want to get into kind of Try, your passion for tapping into and helping, um, you know, lead the BIPOC and LGBTQIA space that you hold because it's really important, um, especially in the journey of like onboarding and making sure everyone has access because that's something that we've always had an issue with. And um, like the the past is we uh, have all of these gatekeepers and de- definitely underheard or underserved populations have so many more barriers to kind of access success. And so seeing like, like information streams pop up and not make it intimidating for anyone to access is so key to the, the equal playing field that needs to be possible for Web3. But what I'd love for you to touch on before we kind of get to that is just uh, your passion for where your passion as you started to learn about blockchain, what got you hooked? What was the moment you're like, oh, shit, like this is going to change the world. Like this will definitely affect music. Uh, it's just a matter of like when and not if. Um, hmm. there was a lot. I I think I I was just seeing other artists. Um, there was the the vibe was already totally different. Um, from Web Two, and as a musician, um, the struggle that you have to go through when it's like you know the content, the all you know over posting content just to get likes. I think me not having to do that. And me being able to, you know, people saying, oh, just, you know, hold off and make take your time with your art um, was already a huge one for me. Uh, and then, you know, being able to mint that and put pricing it 
what you thought it was worth. You know, not so much about like, oh yeah, what people, you know, what someone else thinks it is, but what you feel it's worth. And um, having people say, okay, you know, not trying to argue with you or whatever, and then purchasing it and like, oh wow, people don't have a problem with my art being this way. Like that was something huge to me, just being able to really, it's it's a power. And I think that's what it was. It, it's still that. Um, and it's more, and I'm, I, you know, I don't, I'm, I'm still new, right? The, it's, it, there's things developing every day, and I'm learning so much more about it. Um, and, and I, I, but I also am seeing how much control we have um, when it comes to this space, and when it comes to, you know, creating these products and uh, these NFTs and what that means and how it, you know, it's on the blockchain. And it, it's legit documented as in, oh, this is yours. And, you know, it's it's recorded and you have that info. And, you know, it it also allows you to, like, know what's going on, um, you know, where you don't really have that in Web2. Um, the transparency is so incredible, um, which is something I was like, oh, wow. You know, it wasn't even hard for me to understand because I'm like, wait, why do people need to know that? And I'm like, oh, wait, yes, they need to know that. They should, you know, why not? Um, if you're not, you know, if it's, if you are being real and honest, it won't be a problem. Uh, you know, and I think, I, I think that was something too. I was like, oh, this is really cool. Um, but really the power of just being able to like control, um, your narrative and, and having that ability to do so, like where you have, like you have these platforms, but I can make my own platform, Mm -hmm. like, and how the blockchain doesn't discriminate like the blockchain doesn't prevent you right the blockchain you are welcome now of course you can have those gatekeepers that um those are the ones outside of the blockchain but you know before the blockchain but yes the blockchain allows you to do that and put whatever you want on that and that's something i yeah it's it's something that i'm just so thrilled to know about and i'm trying to get as much people in this space as possible i love that and you know one thing that i hear i kind of like the thing that popped out in your answer to me is like, it's empowering, right? Like you, like it allows your creativity to flow. Like, I feel like hearing you talk is just like, you get inspired. You're like, you're like, wow, I can like the sky's the limit. It's just a matter of how do I get there? And so then you're able to kind of figure out your own destiny. And if you're a builder or a creative, like you are, then it really just like, it kind of engulfs your mind. You're like, oh shit, like, what can I do next? How can I, how can I, you know, like, what can I unlock that I've never been able to unlock? before. And so I think like that's what I hear and that's what I feel like is very uh, common in this space, especially with creatives and artists and musicians. Like they feel like they've that in order for their success to matter or be something big, like they have to do something extraordinary in in the legacy world because it takes this record label and this and this. But you know, you sold two pieces on foundation right off the bat for over two each, which I can only imagine is just like how much that meant to you. It's just like holy shit! Like someone like this is this would be so difficult for me to find a, an avenue to be able to make that much money in like the legacy world uh that quickly by someone valuing my work so i'd love for you just talk about that moment when you first got those sales and kind of how that also just embodied the you know your passion uh and your your curiosity for the space yeah i mean so those those sales on foundation weren't my first uh wasn't my was it rareable that you had your first sales 
No, it was OpenSea. Oh, really? I didn't. Oh, I didn't realize that. So, so walk me all the way back then. Yeah. So, I mean, one thing is, uh, like, I I was told, hey, you should always like, don't get too comfortable on the platform or whatever. Just use them all. And so, I was like, okay, I'm going to use them all. Um, I'm going to try OpenSea. I'm going to try Rarible. I'm going to try Foundation. Try might try Zora. uh, All these things, right? Um, My own, even. Uh, But yeah, so. The OpenSea drop, which was my first drop, it was funny because I was too, like, I got into the space and I was really, I was more focused on building, right? I was like, no, we have to build the LGBT, like, the BIPOC LGBTQIA space. We got to help these artists get visibility. And um, my, my co-host, Pat, was like, hey, you know, you have to drop soon. You should drop soon. And I'm like, wait, yeah, but, you know, I, you know, I, it was, I, I didn't even, I, I kind of forgot that not, I don't want to say I forgot I was an artist. Cause I, you know, I, when I would see dope art, I was like, oh yeah, I, I need to do something with my puppet and stuff. Um, but I also think I was going through the whole thing of like, how do you incorporate music and, you know, um, filmmaking and all these things into the space. Cause you know, I, I, you know, when I came into the space, I mean, music entities were, they did exist but they weren't as popular as they are now. And they're still not as popular as they should be, but they're slowly getting that. Um, and I was really like, how do I, you know, incorporate music into these NFTs? And so when I did my first drop, I, I had this, uh, 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 I did like maybe 25 stills um, of the puppet because I wanted people to really like see this black puppet and say, hey, this is the puppet um, that you're going to love. Um, Prior to even doing that, I, I was always I was telling people, hey, I'm my goal in this space is to like, you know, create a pilot, um, which is something I'm doing. I'm legit dropping a generative project soon. Um, that's going to, you know, uh fund my pilot. Um, but that was since day one. Like, so I've had this pilot and I'm like, I want people to understand this puppet and and fall in love with this puppet because this puppet is legit going to it's it's on a journey and I want people to be a part of it. So I dropped the stills and I also had this small uh snippet music video uh like 15 seconds or 10 seconds with the puppet talking as well if you didn't know i'm the voiceover of the puppet um <laughs> uh and it sold out that day and i was like oh my gosh you know i was uh amazed at that um and it was like oh wow so this is what it because i was always like supporting people i think i should i should also say that when i came into the space i had no money whatsoever i had zero eat um <laughs> uh and i was just on the space i was uh people were like you know aping into projects and buying these things i had no money um what i was really focused on even was more so of like learning the security um the safety um i was really scared of the scams and stuff like that so i didn't even make a wallet until like two months <laughs> two months i was in the space um but yeah and I, legit i didn't have any ETH until i made my sale um and so once i made that sale i was like oh my gosh this is incredible um and and then from there i continue on to like you know support artists and stuff like that um and then i dropped my second project which was the potato salad um which was a skit um and i wanted to showcase like the puppet and its character um and uh that sold out on rareable which was also a nice blessing um and then I, I I was I noticed that hey you know I'm I'm not showing enough music I think I I was feeling that way 
And um, I was like, well, let me drop my single. So I dropped my single on Catalog Works and that's so thankfully. Um, and then I was like, but people didn't know about it. Not enough people knew about it, I think, because it was it was during NYC, um, the conference. And then, but I was seeing people like retweet and say, oh, this, we love this song. How did I not know that it dropped or whatever? And so I was like, okay, let me do the music video. Um, and so I did a music video on Foundation, uh, a snippet of the music video. And then people fell in love with that. Um, majority of the moves that this puppet is doing, I do. I pretty much make the moves, uh, a good amount of them. Uh, I did not do that split in that video, if you guys are wondering. Um, <laughs> but majority of everything else, I did. Uh, uh, but yeah, I, I did that music video and that was something that was like, oh my gosh, you know, and the, I really just want people to understand that this puppet is, um, yes, it's, it's, it's me in puppet form, legit. And, uh, <laughs> and I, you know, I, I, people are always like, oh, what does this puppet do? I'm like, the puppet, Ed B, the puppet is going to do all the things. Um, and so, uh, when it came to, uh, Christmas, I had this Christmas, uh, skit. Um, and I was like, I'm not too sure people are going to get this because, um, it, you know, it could come off as gimmicky and I'm not someone that's gimmicky, but you know, I'm like, I like this skit though. So I, um, I put it out and people also fell in love with that. Pablo bought that one, Pablo, uh, Stanley, who is, uh, uh, the creator of the Robotos. And so, um, yeah. Uh, and so I was legit going to, after dropping those, all these incredible, um, projects and finding success with that um and i i am very grateful i i think uh you know um having that success early like it, it is amazing and i i am i am very grateful for all these sales um i did i think um the foundation sales were a little bit high yes um but i also was like y'all this is stop motion this is stop motion and y'all if y'all love this stop motion which you guys say y'all do in these tweets you guys better know that they, you know, I'm going to have to price it. It's work. And so, <laughs> and so that's what I did. Um, uh, and I, I was really appreciative of people like, you know, uh, especially in the space of the artists saying, oh, I understand that this is stop motion. Um, and I, cause I work with a, a production company. And so like it, you know, it, it requires a lot of work and us going back and forth and stuff like that and trying to figure it out and, Make sure it's still accessible to the point where we're like, okay, we. I feel like it's, this is good, um, and 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 so like you know, it's it's really good when people are, like they not only do they like the art, but they also understand um, the work that goes into it, um, and they appreciate that. Um, and so yeah, I mean, I think it's amazing because you're you're the art, right? You're like the puppet is you, and you are the puppet, and it's a beautiful thing because it's a the creativity that it unlocks. Like you're really. Like that's the beauty of what you've created on in the NFT world is like you're just showing your journey and people really want to be a part of that. And it's really cool to see. I think a lot of people come into this space and, you know, it sounds like your focus was more like you said, your focus was more on um, learning and getting to know people. Um, and so I did have this question where I was curious because you had, like you said, you had all this success, but your attention also, your real focus, your real drive wasn't even necessarily the sales. It was a lot of other things happening and the relationships you were forming. So for people that are coming into the space and they're new and they're like, how do I, how do I get involved? Where do, how do I make money in Web3 or how do I, you know, uh, make content 
Um, what what do you what what would be some of your advice? Like when you look back at the people who purchased a lot of your your items and stuff, did, is there any sort of common thread about where your collectors came from? And uh, because I'm sure that you can give some really insightful information about how people actually kind of make these sales. Yeah, I, believe it or not, my my collectors are kind of all over the place, but. I also am all over the place. Um, I think um, I don't stay in one place. So I, 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 in a sense of, yeah, I'm very curious. I've always been that, right? I've always been curious, and I, I need info. I don't have a problem. I think something about me. My mom has always said I was always someone who would just ask or whatever. Like even if it, you know, I, like with me when it comes to like these stages or whatever, I don't care how many people are in the room. Um, if you're going to let me up, I'm going to go up and I'm going to ask the question so I understand it or I'm going to add to the conversation whatever I see fit. Um, and, you know, and and that's it. Uh, because I always feel like there's something, at least especially in the beginning, there was always something for me to learn. So I was just always hitting that microphone like, hey, I don't know what's going on, but can you guys inform me? Or I see you talking about this. Um well, I don't understand what you're saying. Can you repeat it one more time? Legit, like that. And um, I think some stages, of course, were not like, they were like, yo, who are you? Get away. And then some stages were like, okay, sure. You know, and from that, it was, oh, you guys are cool. And, you know, I want to I wanna come to you guys, want come to this space all the time, and I would. And from there, we'll have deep conversations. And, just, and it will be more of like t- talking about different perspectives and um, how, because when you're building, right, you can't just have one narrative and being able to hear different views helps with building this community. And so I think um, I was able to find people who um, were willing to also build with me. And those ended up also being the, my collectors. So I guess what I, and, and to answer your question, it's really more so of uh, when you're building, of course, the intention isn't that you you know, you want the intent. I mean, of course, I'm not going to lie. Yes, you want to be able to find supporters. You want people to buy your art. But you also want to make sure that you It's like you, you th- there's so much more than people buying your art, right? There's there's you being able to onboard people to, to another tech, to, to this to this technology that can that's life-changing. There's uh, other roles, too. Being part of teams, right? Being part of, like, you know, uh, that can also help people in this space. Like there's so much things that you can do, um, but uh, again, to answer your question, I definitely think it's more so like when you're building, uh, it's a natural thing for people to want to support with you, support you because they see you as a builder and they always want to build with you, mm-hmm. and so, and, and, and so that is a way of them also being, you know, uh, you know, uh, maybe those supporters will also buy a yard, um, yeah, and, and yeah. I mean, I think one thing that just came to mind is I, I love what you're, you, what you have to say about how your journey, because I think a lot of people can learn from it, especially new people to this podcast. If they're looking to get into the Web3 space, you're someone that came in and it wasn't like uh, a lot of people, when they come in, they think, oh, I'm too late. Like, I'm just, I don't know how I'm going to get involved. And then they kind of follow paths of where they feel like they need to, you know, like you listening in on that space and someone being like, you know, you need to flip and do this and this and then you're like uh okay and then someone's like no don't listen to them well thank god for that person right because 
you know, when people come into the space and they think, well, how do I make it? What do I need to do? And there needs to be a lot of proof points. And I think sharing our journeys like you are tonight is really important because one thing that's really key that I talk about on the show and is a perfect example of the story and your journey is that the way that you found success in Web3 is really focusing on relationships, building community, like you said, even though you were like, what the hell does that even mean? But really, it's just like creating a network and finding people that you vibe with, like you said, people that appreciate you, understand you, and not being afraid to get involved, not being afraid to ask the silly questions. It's kind of funny because a lot of the people uh, like Nicole Benham's another one who got into the space and she's she just goes and asks the questions that everyone else is like afraid to ask and the people that do those things get a lot of respect because everyone's sitting down there in the audience they're like yeah that thank god that guy asked that because I didn't I was I didn't want to get up there and ask and so it's like you're doing everyone a favor and you're creating a fan base because you're just like being that person and so I just encourage people to not be afraid because it takes that like that courage and that you know that grit and that perseverance to just be involved and get to know people and not because I would almost guarantee that a lot of those sales came from people that you intersected with somehow across the spaces or across Twitter. They most likely weren't just people that stumbled out of the millions of things on OpenSea on your on your stuff. So I think that's something that's really important for people to realize is like that genuine connection, the genuine relationships, that's what actually builds success in this space. And a lot of the hype and stuff fades away after time and it's just like people get let down by it because the 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 whole your your audience is wrong you're not actually that's not the goal of what you were doing so i just love like the path you've taken because i'm sure it feels a lot more rewarding than trying to fit in a box that actually wasn't meant to be what you were designed for in this space so one thing let's um shift here and talk a little bit about your passion for community, because that is, I really believe from listening to your story, what's got you and garnered you so much success in the space. So talk a little bit about the passion of your space with Patrick and um, what made you passionate about holding these spaces to L- educate the BIPOC and LGBTQIA, which I have to tell you also DM Patrick when I saw him starting to do the show. He's still on my short list. I have to get on this show because I just uh, was so proud to f- see like these uh, affinity spaces pop popping up that were elevating and creating open and safe spaces for people to ask questions um, and not be afraid to learn about Web3. So thank you. But I'd love to hear a little bit more about your passion about why you wanted to get uh, involved and do that. Yeah. Um, so it was an unfortunate situation that turned into a beautiful situation. Um, uh, you know, when you have these problems, you try to find a solution. Um, and pretty much, so, you know, I was space hopping and I think I was in a space and it was something about the, the terrible, uh, line of, we don't see color and cause of PFP and all of that. And I was like, well, I understand that, but you know, I am a black person, even though you don't see color, that is something, you know, I see who I, like, I see my color and it's something that I also bring with me web, like whether it's, you know through online or not it's it's just what it is and that kind of turned into being attacked in the space and i remember leaving that space and i was like man i don't feel good about this and then i was like i know that a lot of people like i'm not i must not be the only one that probably experienced this um and so if i'm not the only one that probably experienced this then maybe we need a safe space um and then i end up you know having a conversation with Brittany. 
in a in Pat's space. Pat <laughs> Pat randomly was holding a space. Didn't know Pat from whatever. Pat was holding a space, and we ended up talking about it. And then Brittany was there, and uh, we were all talking about it and talking about how issue like how many issues were there and like how many issues we had. I think Brianna was who's also here. I think she also was there too. I'm not too sure, um, but. It ended up. It ended up with us just. Pat was like, you know, we should just. We should hold a space, and we were like, oh, okay. And <laughs> and Brittany was like, yeah, we definitely should. Um, and Pat was like, I'll I'll be the one willing to, you know, use my platform to hold the space, and I'll have you guys host the BIPOC space, BIPOC LGBTQIA space. And so we held the space, and I remember our first time holding it, and it was a really packed space. And I will never forget this one, um, uh, yeah, this this one woman came up to the microphone and she just started crying. And she was just like, I feel like I don't feel seen. I feel like I don't feel seen in uh, the space, no matter how hard I try. And as a black woman, it's just so, it's, it's, it's so defeating to feel that way. And I was just like, oh my goodness. She was crying and I was like, wow. Uh, this is, you know, uh, this is what's this is what's happening in the space, and so um, from then on, we we're just like, okay, we have to make sure we have we hold a space, a safe space, for people to have the information, for people to like, you know, just feel comfortable, vibe, especially if they're new. Um, I was relatively new, right? So <laughs> it it was it, it was a lot because I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I you know I'm still new to this, but I guess I have to also go into these spaces and you know, get the information necessary because there were just a lot of people that were just afraid to be in these spaces because they didn't feel safe at all. Um, and and so, yeah, and so I was like, okay, I will be the one going to the spaces. At that time, I was even saying, hey, if you see me on that stage, um, just know that it's a safe space. I would actually go into spaces and I'm say, hey, just want to make sure this is a safe space. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I have people, uh, you know, who are like, you know, following me, just want to make sure. And I would legit do that. Um, and just so people understand. And, you know, now I think I kind of know um, what spaces to go to and what spaces not to go to if I feel the vibe is off, I, you know. Um, but, but yeah, uh, that, like, us holding that space was really more so, like, we thought it was like, oh, yeah, just, we didn't, we clearly, it wasn't only for us. We just, we knew that it was a need. Um, and then from that, it's just been like, okay, how do we also just support um, Black women uh, women, people of color, like black people, like how do we support them as artists, give them visibility? Because we know that's also very difficult for them to have in this space. How do we do that? How do we, you know, give them that that boost? Um, how do we also like when I was at Art Basel, like my thing was more so like, okay, how do I how do we get more black flexors into the space? You know, and and these things are like always on my mind of just like how do we, you know, uplift? You know, when we say wag me, I I. I'm not, I'm not legit saying it just because it sounds good. You know, I'm like, okay, well, if we're all going to make it, we all have to make it, right? And so what are we doing um, as a team? What are we doing to uplift each other, right? And so if I can, I'm buying black art. You know, if I can, I am telling people about artists and the back channels. I don't need people to know every move I'm doing to support people, um, because that's not what it is. It's really about like, hey, you're doing this. I'm I'm in the DMs, legit. I am. The DMs <laughs> are rocking. Um, because I'm always trying to find ways to help people 
as much as possible. I don't need to do things like, you know, and when it happens, I'm like, okay, great, you know. Um, but uh, I, I, my goal is always to just make sure that I'm at, like, and that's what it is. Like, I came in here, I tell people all the time, I came in here to be, to sell art and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I think after my first day, it turned into like, you know, oh, how do I help build this space? And how do I help help artists? And how do I help, uh, you know, uh, help, you know, artists help uh, help other artists? Because that's what it is, too. It's a trickle effect. When you are able to, like, give that artist that awesome experience, it's just like, oh, we support here. You know, we're, we're all about supporting here. It's like, oh, that's, that's what they tell other artists or other people when they're onboarding. And so um, that was something that I was doing. So when it came to the BIPOC LGBTQIA space, which is what we still host with Rug Radio. Um, uh, we definitely just try to give the voice to the unheard. I love that. I think that it's so important. And the fact that you're thinking long-term about the space says a lot about you because the, the we, we live in um, a society where there's institutional racism uh, and, and oppression um, just like built into the fabrics and interwoven with you know, a, a dark history of, of like human evolution. And I am a big believer that as we evolve as a species, tech plays a, a massive role. And uh, this is like a new uh, framework, a new foundation that we're building that's going to supersede and, and outlive obviously our lives. But it's kind of insane when you think about uh, the exponential growth of tech in the last decade or so and like thinking about a, th- a hundred to a couple hundred to thousands of years down the road, how much over what we're building right now really sets the precedence for what gets built on top of it and uh, about the, uh, the the world, you start to think a lot about, oh, wow, how do we make this world a better one than, you know, the ones that, the, the what we've grown up in or what we've read about in history books or what we've had to live through. And so that's one beautiful thing that I love about this journey and seeing some of those spaces pop up and the 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 leaders of that movement is because it's a really important one um when you look at kind of the barriers that have been put in place for centuries uh and now like the opportunity if we get this right to kind of hopefully make things better in the next century and so i don't know if that is also part of it but do you think about kind of how long term this is and we're really just the beginning of you know this tech that's going to be around for a thousand years yeah, um, absolutely. One thing about it was like when I came into this space, um, I kind of was it, it was saddening because it you sh- you could see uh, the lack of education when it comes to tech. And I understand that, like, you know, uh, it, you know, not everyone. There's a good amount of people, you know, we're all new. But just seeing the lack of education when it comes to tech is one thing. Right but also the lack of access and not having that access and now being in a place where you can get this access, but not really knowing how to navigate. Like not really, people always saying, do your research. Well, how, if I don't know where to go? Um, A Google, cool, but I don't know what to put into Google. Um, And so it's like, well, what are we gonna do? How do we make sure that if you're in this space, you know a lot, how can you share that information to me? Someone who doesn't really have this, this background, um, as much or that education, but I need it. I need it so I can build, so I can also help you build. I need that. So what are we going to do to make sure that I understand this so now I can also help others to build? 
And so when we get to that point where it's like, okay, we all are going to make it. We're all going to be able to, uh, we all need to understand this tech because we all need to be able to be in here. We all need to be able to navigate. We all want to build this generation of wealth. We want to get that. Fine. Well, that's what needs to happen. And I think when I came here, I was like, how come we all don't feel that way? What's going on? <laughs> like, I was like, wait, like something's, something's missing here. We all, because we, we're, we're saying wag me, but we're not really, we don't really mean wag me. And maybe because, because it requires a lot more work, but when you really see it and you see how much that can really change, like, you know, like for instance, we have, you know, I'm only talking about the black American experience, but I am Nigerian as well. My parents are Nigerian. And so we have Africans in this space, right? Um, and being able to have them in this space, right? Where, you know, like they're legit when, it, while, when I was in the space, Twitter was banned in Nigeria. Twitter was banned in Nigeria and they were still trying to find a way to navigate in the space. And it's only, it only shows you like, wow, it's so, it's, the tech here is so important. What is happening here is so important that people are still finding ways to like, you know, fight the system to get in here. The last thing that I need is for people to fight, are trying to fight the system legit to get in here for you to now be a gatekeeper or not try to give them the information necessary for them to be able to navigate. I need you to find every, you know what I'm saying? You are legit having people fighting the government and the systems to get in here to learn because they see that this is going to be something that is going to be innovative. It's going to change their lives. Now, Nigeria has, has taken the ban off. Imagine those people decide to say, you know what, we're not going to be here anymore. They would have been so behind. They decided to stay here anyway. They went against that government because they knew that something, this, what was happening here is life-changing. And that is what I'm talking about. We know what we're doing. We know that this is something that's going to be, that's going to be really big and it's, and, and it's innovative. And so if we know this, we really have to make sure that the people who are here, especially now, have that support, have that knowledge, have that access. When it comes to security, I'm always just like, no, you have, we have to have, like, we at least have a space about security at least twice a month. That's not even enough because I know people are like, oh, it's boring, whatever, but it's so important. I have a friend who was like, hey, I just made a wallet. He made a wallet on unsecured Wi-Fi. Uh, it was on his phone, no VPN. I said, please delete the whole wallet. Let's try this again <laughs> because I could not. I, I almost cried. I was like, please, please, we're going to do this again. Make sure your Wi-Fi is secure. Get a VPN. These things are so important. And, and so these conversations are so important because I want us here to be able to be in this space and succeed. I get it that this, at the end of the day, you can only do so much, but being safe is better than not. And I, I just also am just always, I'm just so bullish on this space. Uh, and, you know, I see people who are here, like Jen, um, Rad, Brisa, who's here, like people who legit, um, even you, Carl, like legit who are like, you know what, we're going to find ways to keep moving forward, keep keep the space moving forward. And the only way you can really do that is making sure you, you continue on to inform people what's going on in the, in the tech, because it's so important. Yeah, yeah, no, I I uh I had to let you keep going because you uh when you started to uh, speak in this last little like, like last little segment, you start to hear the passion in your voice. You get you get riled up about it because it is it's like 
is so important. And uh, I think everyone in the audience heard it, and I heard it, and I think that it's something that, you know, that is the true beauty of Web3, is like, this is, this is going to change the world, because now you have people that never had access. There's tribes that are in Africa that never had access to the internet, and now the, the first generation has a smartphone and can access all of this. In one generation, everything can change. And so, I just love hearing your passion about it, because it's so true, and it, it is the great equalizer, the blockchain. Like you said, it doesn't care who you are. It's an algorithm, and it's there's no gatekeeping when it comes to the blockchain. So then the only thing that can prevent it is the... Uh, the illness of like greed and some of the like human elements that come into play because of, you know, because we're imperfect beings. And so I think it's really important to continue to push and fight for making sure that everyone in the space has the opportunity because no other time in civilization can you think where you're rubbing shoulders with multi-million dollar venture capitalists and you're just like sitting beside them in a stage, you know, like the, the act Access that you have now in the world can be completely flipped on its head, and we can't take that lightly. And we need to empower people, and we need to uplift others, and that's what uh, the space is all about. And so, I mean, you kind of got me going because it's that is like that's what people don't understand. The beauty of the blockchain is that it's borderless; that it has like there is no the people that are fighting for it probably the hardest are the ones in the world that are the most oppressed because they see that this can change their lives. They see the power of what the the blockchain can bring and that's why you know it doesn't matter how many times china outlaws it the people don't care like there's secret it's just like there's like a this black market for for uh crypto because people want it they need it they need it to be able to feel like they can you know escape a lot of the tyranny that they've had to live through or or just like a lack of resources that they've had to live through for for decades Absolutely. Like, because just being in the space, too, you can just see, like, wow, how terrible the governments are. And, you know, I don't want to be too political, but like, you know, how terrible the governments are. And like being in this space, I mean, you can only do this. You only have so much power against the government. But being able like you, you have some type of control here and you're able like the fact that you're also just being like I can give someone some ETH now who is in Nigeria or in Zimbabwe and it will I send it now and they will get it today. You know, that is something that, it, you know, it's Bank of America can do that. Like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like these, these things here where it's like, wow. And I don't know if we take it for granted a little bit because we've been in the space for quite some time. We're like, okay, let me just send it to you. But that is so, that's huge. That's big, you know? That is, it's massive. Like that's something that it may not have even been possible uh, before. If and if it was, it could have taken weeks uh, to transfer that money. Now it takes seconds. And and not only that, but the people that are in the space that you hear people that have you know uh, they're maybe in the United States they've been able to capture wealth in like the crypto market or NFT market, and they're able to send you know even a point two or point three ETH can really change someone entire situation for months in another country and so it's uh, incredible to kind of see stories of that um I'll, I'll ask one more question then we'll go to the audience so if you have a question in the audience go ahead and hit that request button we're going to bring up some people 
Um, if you want to have a question for Ed or just want to come up on stage and uh, chat with to close things out, Ed, I do. I want to go back for a second because we are going to play your music in a moment. But before we do that, I wanted you. We've we've talked a lot. Of, we got you know we have a passionate conversation because we care so much about the people element. But I wanted to move back and talk about your talent for a second. What um, really makes you passionate about music and art um and and then we'll go to some other questions before we play your song yeah thanks for the question um i know i love talking about everything else when it comes to me and my art i'm like uh um no i've always been music first love uh since day one um and you know i i've always you know just loved making music and so when i came into the space i was like man how do i incorporate music um Prior to coming to the space, though, I, um, you know, I had Ed be the puppet made, and um, from uh, also prior, we were like trying to work on uh, having it be a show and scouting it to like you know um, streaming platforms, and that didn't work out. And so I just had this puppet, but my goal really was more so just like, okay, well, I have this puppet, and I'm a musician, and I really love screenwriting. I like also, you know. Um, voiceovers and doing these things like acting <laughs> but I also love making music and um, and so I legit made a show that had all of this um, and uh, <laughs> and so with that pilot it's legit going to be a, a, a puppet and be the puppet who is legit a, a, a struggling artist trying to make it um, and dealing with like you know whether it's racism or just like the, dif- the difficult industry um, but uh, when it comes to like you know uh, music and dancing and acting, um, that's these are all the things I love. And I'm always just trying to find a way how can I incorporate it into the NFT space. Um, and so uh, currently I've been using my puppet, but that does not mean I'm that's going to be the only thing I'm going to be using to uh, continue on to put out the art um, that I love so much. Uh, in space yeah and if you haven't checked out the pub i mean you'd see your profile but which is amazing but definitely need to go follow ed and check out his work i know you're just constantly putting uh, more and more out slowly too i had i kind of had to um go through uh some of your links what's the best way to listen to the music your music too what's the best way that you could uh direct people to listen to other music after they hear the song tonight yeah, so so the song right now that you're gonna play is on Spotify. Have I been on Spotify for quite some time? I have not because I'm Web three, bullish, but or Web two point five, Jen would say, or Web two point three, um, whatever Jen, whatever works. Um, but yeah, uh, I also have a song on Catalog Works um, as well. Um, but yeah, I have a whole discography on Spotify or Apple Music. So if you really want to find me. It's Ed Balloon, and you can just type that in um, Spotify. But uh, but bear with me. I will definitely be putting more music out on uh, these. Well, actually, my own platform, which I'm slowly building um, music-wise. I love well. that. Yeah, bullish on building your own platform, being able to you know give access to your your uh, true fans, I think is a beautiful thing that uh, Web3 allows us is to really focus on those people. So I'm, I'm uh, thinking love the way that you're thinking about it all right let's go ahead and move to some questions oh shoot my podcasting system keeps messing up right when it's time for questions are you kidding me 
There's always an error. Right, right when I need to play a transition. Okay, guys, <laughs> hold with me. And here it comes. Get your catnip and questions ready. It's time for you to take the stage for another segment of Community Corner. Yeah, you had to get the Community Corner soundbite. Rad Laser Falcon, welcome to the stage. Thank you so much for being up here, co-creator of Ethereals. What's going on? Thanks for coming up. <laughs> Hi. Hi, Crazy Carl. Hey, Ed. Hey, Jen. Um, I just wanted to throw some flowers at Ed and um, say, you know, everything you're saying is so important and, and, and more and, and, and more to that point, like, if you have, if you're going to be an ally, ally, you need to put your money where your mouth is and um, support black creators. And in fact, like the first time Ed and I spoke, we were talking about, um, I don't know if you remember this, Ed, it was at our Boonie Land party in NFT NYC. And we were just kind of chatting and introduced each other, introduced ourselves to each other. And you, and we were, and we were just, I was rolling through some of the artists that I like, and you were like, how do you know about these people? And I'm like, because I support black creators <laughs> and you should know, everybody should know. Like he was like, how do you know about these black folks? And I'm like, well, because that's what we're, that's what you're supposed to do. You're not supposed to know just about stuff that looks like you and sounds like you and is like in your, uh, you know, wheelhouse or whatever, like, like be, be broader, be, be richer in, in your, um, intention and um, the way that you um, educate yourself and expose yourself to um, the world around you and you can only just like grow as a creator as a consumer as a um, ally by looking at other folks so um, I, I've I've like been a huge fan of Ed's for a very long time ever since I um, saw your work especially because I love stop-motion animation it is like one of my favorite favoritest things in the whole wide world um but beyond that like you're you're just like such a um a polymath like you can do it all um you know you can sing you can dance you can create you can write you um can advocate like um everybody should be a giant fan of you and so i more than a question um i did post it in community corner how did you become so awesome was it nature or nurture or both? That's my question. <laughs> what? Wait, first of all, you're incredible. Someone definitely paid you to come up here and say that. Because <laughs> I'll ask that. Man, um, no. I, I, I think, honestly, how I became this way was, you know, I think it's, it's the, you know, it, it's the unfortunate things, right? You know, I never had anyone advocate for me the, the way I wanted to to advocate by, you know, people not being able to be there when I needed them to. So making sure that you, you want that, making sure that you are able to be that person that you wanted to see um, as much as possible. And so uh, I think Web3 has given me that op opportunity to do so. And so I am going to do that. Uh, it, it wasn't something I legit was asking for, but it fell on my lap. And when I saw that, okay, this is what it was. I'm like, okay, I have no problem doing that. Um, and I, you know, I, it's, it's, it, it is something to be able to just want to uplift your community as much as possible because you know, um, that unfortunately, um, we're always the ones that, you know, uh, fall short. Um, uh, and you know, all, we're always last of things. And so, um, you know, I have no problem doing that whatsoever. If I can't, 
um, I, I will. Uh, when it comes to the art and stuff, you know, I for the longest time I was, you know, I think every artist has that, uh, uh, you know, they second doubt themselves and, you know, it's always like, oh, I don't think I'm good enough or whatever. So it comes to a point where you're like, I'm good enough. <laughs> or we're going to figure this out, you know? Um, and so I still have my days though. I ain't going to lie. I still have my days, but I, I appreciate the support from all of you guys who are in the space and, uh, you know, like the work that I do and, uh, your answer too, because, uh, you can't, you can't force, um, passion for community and, and uplifting people. It's something that comes from within something luckily enough, just from hosting this show, I've met a lot of similar people, uh, that also believe in, in kind of that aspect and element of web three. Um, and so I think that, like you said earlier, it's just like pushing the space forward constantly. And, and you have a very like, uh, servant mind uh in in regards to like the way that you think about what you want to accomplish and i uh i think that's something that uh is amazing as well so i'm i'm so happy that uh rad laser falcon came up here to give you those flowers because it's so true patrick is up here um amazing photographer i just saw that you have the bold portrait collection dropping next week which uh we're gonna have to talk more about off air which is amazing but what's going on man thanks for coming up Oh, what's up, Carl? What's up, everybody? Ed, uh, really enjoy hearing what you're talking about, my man. Uh, and I'm actually on your Spotify listening to it right now as we, we're, we're hanging out. Uh, I love the photo you have on there with the, the paint on your forehead. If you uh, are down, I'd love to send you a photo I did with uh, one of my best friends. Uh, she's a black model who... Um, I want to bring into this space because I, I you know, I, I think that she would be really good in it. I would love to show you the photo I, I did, but my question to you um, is what do you see as the biggest barrier to entry for like mass adoption? Um, because we're so early. I talked to a lot of people um, in the space and out of the space because I, uh, you know, we all know the people that don't know the space uh, yet. And I think it's our job to educate the people. Um, what do you see the biggest barrier for entry for people being? And thanks, Ed. Thanks, Carl. Appreciate it as always, my man. Oh, man. You know, this, this <laughs> I think it gets harder as the longer I'm in this space because I'm like, how do you not want to be in it? Um, I think one of the, 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 but the biggest barrier for me, like at least uh, when it comes to like me trying to onboard a good amount of my friends is trying to understand what is going on. Um, and then the tech, uh, you know, it's, it's, you know, we, things are easier with web too, right? But, and so you have a lot of responsibility in these spaces. Um, you know, like the, those are things that kind of have been worn uh, people I'm onboarding. And I'm like, you really have to be careful. Um, so I, I do know a good amount of the people that I've, I've tried to onboard, you know, they're not the richest people, right? And when it comes to digital currency, that is something kind of very new. And it's also just like, you know, when they hear about the scams and stuff, it's like, wait, I don't know if I, if I can risk uh, doing that. So that is, at least for me, is like more so of like the safety Um is kind of something that prevents people. Um, but, you know, if you're able to like tell them about the innovation that is, is in this space um, or that will happen from this space, um, and if they're about that life, uh, that should be enough to, um, to, to draw them in. 
I do also think that sometimes people need to see success stories for people to want to be like, okay, I can see, I can see myself in this space or whatever. But you know, success also comes with not everyone is people, um, and you know, my success is not people status success, at least not yet. Um, but it's also not based off of that, right? Like I am someone who's building community, and I'm in here, you know, legit trying to uplift other artists and that is work because we're early and this is what we're doing and so uh for those at least for, for people that i'm trying to onboard now that is something i feel like is a i don't know if it's a it's not a, it's not so much of a i see it as a task but it is something where i'm like okay this is something i need to do for the sake of all of us for the betterment of all of us um and so like when it comes to people onboarding and telling them that you know it's very difficult to, for them to understand um, because they're like, oh, what do you mean? I have to, we we have to build, um, but we're legit building together. So that is also something else too. Um, and I I do wonder when it comes to the safety and building these things, those things kind of prevent mass adoption, right? This is probably why you know these big cooperations are finding it very difficult uh, to come in. Uh, you know, unless you're Jen who works with dope with Playboy and you know you you people like that who are like, okay, I'm going to you know, find dope people in the space and I'm going to have them lead the way. That's one way. <laughs> but a lot of them don't do that. You know, I love your I love your answer. I mean, the two, because the user interface is also a problem. Like, it seems so weird. People don't understand. They think they're buying JPEG. Unless you really get into these spaces and you start going down the rabbit hole, it's like, it's easy to hook people once they get here, but it's a matter of getting them to the spot. And I agree with you because it seems like every time the, there's a, um, a wave, it's because people see their friends' success. So the more friends that people have that are successful in the space, the more that other people, you know, they end up coming because they're like, oh, damn it, I should have listened six months ago. May as well start listening now. And it's just like this <laughs> ripple effect that keeps happening. Like there's more and more people from different industries now. In, in, and it's just like everyone is going to eventually have the, you know, there's whatever that thing is like uh, how many connections you have uh, to someone. It's like everyone's going to know someone that's successful in this space and it's just going to go mainstream. But speaking of Jen, is she's up here on stage and I'm so excited. This is the first time you've been up on stage, but I'm so excited to hear from you and get to know you better and that our paths have officially crossed. So Jen, how are you? Thanks for coming up. Okay. Jen, are you even there? Like okay. No, like, you know, when you like your phone, like, isn't on and it's black, and then you come back to Twitter, and now sometimes it's so hard to find the space. Um, I, I'm like, Fuck. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to find it, but how are you? I just came up here to uh, support Ed, and um, I feel like I don't know if I came in late and you already talked about this, but uh, Ed Balloon, where did Balloon come from? Like, is that not, don't dox yourself, is that your real name? But like, I don't know, can we expect balloons to be part of the story at some point? Yeah, so a balloon, <laughs> if you, um, for the longest time, I was doing like a lot of pictures with balloons near me, but how a balloon came to be like, so balloon is not my real last name, um, but I'm very obsessed with balloons. Um, there's something about it since I was a, since I was a child, I've always loved balloons. Um, I know this sounds like don't I don't want to see any memes hitting my DM Simon or Twitter. I'm gonna see the memes. I know it. Uh I'm not gonna let me y'all not gonna let me be great. But anyway, um no, it's 
uh, I think I legit when I so I, I just always had this like something with like obsession with balloons that I've always kind of noticed since I was young. And then as I got older, um, you know, there was just a lot of issues happening, barriers and stuff. And so I was like, you know, man, I wish I was a balloon. It sounds cheesy. It does. But it's not. It legit was something that was in my head. I was like, oh, man, you know, balloons, you know, they just float over things and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, you know, Ed, like Ed Balloon, because I float over bullshit. And so that was the line. And, and so that's how Ed Balloon came about. <laughs> I love that. You float, you float over bullshit. I love that. That's like the best answer could have hoped for. Jen, thanks for asking that. That was not a question. And I'm glad you uh, came up here and asked that question. Duke of Earl, what is going on? He's a watchmaker at the Watchwise in Web3 building watch watches, watch covers. What's going on, Duke of Earl? Thanks for coming up. Carl, thanks so much for bringing me up. And Ed, I told you on the Discord I was going to come up to say hi to you. Uh, you know, you've been one of my favorite people to follow in the Web3 space. So I guess my question to you is, a few weeks ago you were really talking about influencers and holding them accountable and without opening Pandora's box here, because I know you were on many, many hours of spaces talking about this. Um, do you think that there's too much power at the top of Web3 and that we're kind of going into that Web2 mindset of it's too concentrated? And I guess how do we disrupt that model again? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. <laughs> and Ed, don't you Ed, know. Ed, just Man, this is being Why? Recorded. This is being recorded. <laughs> yes. Um, yes, I do. Um, how do we disrupt it? Man. So this is what it is, right? Like, we definitely have influences in the space. We definitely have people who legit have a lot of followers, a huge platform. But anyone can be an influencer. Um, because really what it is, is just like, okay, if you have someone following you, that influence it. You can legit influence someone. If they believe in trusting you, you can have like 10 followers, but because you've been in the space for long enough, someone can say, Hey, you know what? I trust you. I'm going to buy into that project, that project. You can tell them I'll buy into that project. That project can work them. And that's the whole thing. Right. But that was the influence that got them into that. Um, I do think though, it's not even so much of the influencer. It's us. You really have, everyone should be like, and so that's what it is. Like, the only way an influencer can get power is through us, right? Like, we are the ones giving them the power. People are saying that I'm an influencer. I I nearly almost got canceled the other day. Like, are you, like, you, <laughs> you can only give, and it's weird, right? Because I'm like, I don't even see myself. It's very cringy, but in a way, you have to also be, be aware we all are. You just have to use it for good, right? And so someone like me who people will say like oh you're an influencer and i'm like oh it's so cringy i hate saying it still um it's like well make sure that you don't take my word for voice like face value make sure you do your own research like if you think about a project if i'm telling you about this project i'm not telling you know like please don't take that and say oh ed said this and now i'm going because i don't want you to like if that's a terrible project it's you know what i'm saying like i don't want that to happen but like, I also want people to understand that just because you have someone giving you um, advice or what you really shouldn't be getting, but trying to give you some information, don't use that as, oh, yeah, that's um, the end all be all. 
Um, and I think that's what we're given. That's the power that we've given influencers in the space, which is not healthy. Um, and so to avoid that, I think making sure that there's nothing wrong with having people that you respect. There's nothing wrong with having people that you, you know, that you choose um, to believe are very informative, but also make sure that you um, can do your own research. And, and when I say that, because I hate saying that too, because people don't like, what do you research if you don't really know? Make sure that you really understand, like, okay, if they're talking about this, let me figure out what they're talking about. Let me ask other people. Let me, you know, talk to myself about these things. Let me trust myself. Like, do these things because what were you doing outside of this? Like, I, I, I want people to really be more uh, uh, able-bodied, if that makes any sense. And, like, this place has made me, like, okay, yeah, I know you're saying this, but I don't trust you. Like, I legit <laughs> has made me be like, okay, I see what you're saying, but I got to I gotta figure this out. And sometimes that works, sometimes that doesn't work. But at least at the end of the day, I know that, hey, it was my decision. Um, uh, what else? Yeah. Uh, when it comes to everything else, too, like influencers, funded projects and stuff like that, I still want people to, like, make their own decisions because that it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, I don't want that to be uh, the thing. Uh, hey, someone's always saying this, so therefore I'm not going to be on this project. No, do your research. Read about it. Talk to that person about it. If you know someone that's on the team, talk to them about it. Do your own, like, what do you need? What do you need to know about a project or whatever that will make you feel like, okay, this is something that I need to be invested in or not? You know, yeah. don't be in those things cool. like that. Ed, I can't wait for you to get your blue check. So, <laughs> coming soon. <laughs> I think the, the, what you're saying, though, is so true, Ed. And it was a great question, Duke, because I think uh, one thing that is really important in this space is. Um, being able to cut through some of that noise. And unfortunately, that noise is kind of immediately there for newcomers to the space uh, because some of the largest uh, influencers, like we talked about earlier on in the show, it's not always what is um, attractive or what gets the most clicks because everyone wants to hear about how you make money fast and all this stuff. And so, you know, the the type of the type of uh, spaces that get the most traffic usually are not the ones that are about, you know, what the beauty of what Web3 is underneath the surface. And people <laughs> kind of come into some of these spaces. It just takes a lot longer for it to naturally kind of grow. But uh, I think people get hardened pretty quickly, especially if they lose or like learn. Um, but that's why I talk so much about conviction on the show and that we never do like pay you know we never i never have like projects come up and just talk about prod a project because like you said like uh, if you had if you're kind of making decisions based on the space or because of someone you know got into it you're not you don't have conviction you're just kind of following um other people blindly and it's a terrible way to make an investment decision because immediately if it fails you're you're point a finger instead of take the blame yourself and in any sort of financial situation you should always be able to turn the finger back at yourself and think okay how can i get better because if you can't do that then you're not learning anything and you're not growing and so it's important to create paths so that people can get to that faster because otherwise it's just a slippery slope until they leave the space because they keep getting frustrated at people and the the reach that certain influencers have and all these things and so it's really good that you know we may be grinding slowly but we're going to catch up ed we're going to catch up we the, we have voices that need to be heard um brisa breezy and then we'll close out jen had one more thing but brisa breezy i wanted to bring you up it's good to have you up on stage thank you i appreciate it um jen if you want 
I'll let you just kind of add in if you had something you wanted to add on the subject. No, it's all good. Go for it. Well, first off, um, Ed, you know, it's been amazing to see your journey. It's been incredible to see it, like, almost, I want to say, like, from the beginning of you coming into these spaces and asking questions and just seeing, like, how you have catapulted and really taken this wave, this Web3 wave that could be the dark side to the light and using your force for good. And it's one of those things where I have said, like, men's voices go so much farther in rooms because it's easier for men to talk to other men, convince other men to listen to women and, and people of color and other artists. And I just, I'm really proud of you for using your platform and using your voice before you got into NFTs to already have been on that path. And if you don't already follow Ed on Instagram, I recommend you do because you can see that he's been about this life for a long time in the long run. And those are the type of people, the type of leaders that we need in this space. So I'm really proud of you, Ed, and to have seen this journey, just to have seen your trajectory of how you have gone. And I'm excited to see where you are going. And that said, I have to ask you, <clears throat> these spaces, you know, they're a lot. And they are a lot for artists in general. So how do you find a balance to be able to protect yourself and your energy and your creative force and your light when these spaces can be very taxing? They take a lot of time and I have to be careful when I'm onboarding artists to see if they actually have the mental capacity to really withstand another social media app like Twitter and be able to be in these five, six, seven hour spaces you know, sometimes I hear about 14 hour plus and I'm like, yo, that's not healthy. So, Ed, how do you protect yourself? How do you find the balance? How how do you keep being creative and fighting the good fight while still being seen and using your platform for good? And, and thank you, Crazy Carl, for the space. And uh, thank you very much for highlighting Ed. And uh, thank you to everybody in the room for listening to Ed and his insights. Just going to say shout out to Brissa. She was legit one of the first people I met in the space and legit was the one of the first people I met in the space to come to my defense and was like, no, you're going to. It's not like that. You have to. <laughs> so I appreciate you because if it wasn't for you, I would not legit, you know, I would have probably wouldn't be what I'm doing now. So I appreciate you. Um, yeah, honestly, it I, I, I definitely listen to my body. Um, and um, it's been something because I saw, I know what burnout is and I thought like, oh yeah, that, it, it happened to me, happened to me many times. And I was like, okay, we can't do this anymore. So like, I'm really good more with the time as in like, even though I'm on spaces <laughs> a lot, not, I think th th there is a difference between hosting a space, I think, and being in a space, um, for me, for me, for me. Uh, and so, <laughs> and so, um, I definitely uh, make sure that there's a good amount of time that I put to spaces um, and I make sure that I still run. Um, I still exercise. Um, I make sure I do that, that I eat. Um, uh, what else? Yeah. I just make sure that like, especially if I need to go outside one day, I will make sure that I go outside. 
uh, I would force myself outside because I'm like, hey, like even today, I wasn't on spaces like that. People are like, oh, sure. Like I really wasn't. I'm, okay, maybe I was on two. But like, you know, I, I was I was still outside. I was outside and I wasn't really that into interacting. I was like listening. But these are things that I'm, I've been doing now um, to make sure that, okay, fine. I Because I, I feel like I'm kind of in a good place now where um, if I lose, if I, you know, I'm not able to get the information, whatever, I know people in the space that will be, I can hit up and they can give it to me or, you know, things like that. I have group chats, thank God. I didn't have those before, you know, back channel group chats that I can always tap into and say, hey, so this is what's going on. Or I wasn't here, like, fill me in or, you know, things I can like listen to. I can scroll up and just get the output from that. So these things have been helping me as well as to navigate this space uh, without burnout. That's amazing question again. Uh, so many amazing questions on stage. Let's do, um, let's, Jen, let's hop back over to you. And then I want to make sure we have time to play the song. So let's go to Jen oh, again. Yeah, skip me all good as the shit. I talk enough. Play the song. <laughs> well, I'll, okay. Uh, Rad Laser, you also had your hand up. If it was, uh, if you can, if you wanted to ask real quick one more thing or had input. But then, yeah, well, I'm going to go definitely go ahead and play the music after that. Okay. Yeah. I, I just wanted to say if, if anybody's ever met Ed in person, um, he is super fit and like, like really, really fit. And you can tell like he pays attention to his wellness and fitness. And I'll say, um, as you, you're looking good. Um, but I will say like really, you know, that's something that, um, Jimmy and I try to pay attention to too, is like, taking that time for self-care and getting outside and I think like having good models like you Ed in the space especially when people can see you IRL and be like oh okay this person is fit they're vibrant they're taking care of themselves um focusing on health and 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 still showing up in all these spaces and still um crushing it in web3 and I know it you know it's a it's a high bar to shoot for and not all of us have um the the ability and, and the time to be able to do it but i think just even you know making sure that you maintain that balance and i think ed speaks to it eloquently um in that way to say like take time to go outside whatever i mean me me personally even like i'll just do like some squats or you know some counter pop push-ups and you know whatever you you got to keep um you got to keep that balance and keep it moving um so I'm I'm so happy that you spoke to that and and that the question came up because I think it's so important. Look at you, Ed, getting fit, man. I need to take after you. I'm gonna go for next time. No. We're gonna have to go for a run if I ever meet no. you in real life. This cat is not. Uh, it's I'm on. I'm getting to the end of one of my lives. I think so. I need that motivation. Thank you, Red Laser Falcon, for that. All right, Ed, go ahead and set us up for the song, and then let's play it, because I'm excited for everyone to hear your music. Yeah, so this song was a song I released in 2020. The song is called Identity Crisis, and it was a tough gear. Um, I just turned 30, and I was like, man, I'm getting older and also, there's just so much going on, and I don't really have a grasp of it. Um, and and so I had to kept telling myself that it was fine. Um, of course, the song it, it, it's more of like a love song uh, in a way of me talking to a, a partner. But um, the deeper message is trying to be okay with uh, with growth, um, which I've been struggling, but also you know 
being okay with. Uh, it's something that you have to be okay with then. It's okay to grow. I love it. Thank you for setting us up. This is Identity Crisis by Ed Balloon. I Absolutely incredible and amazing. Thank you so much for being here. I want to give a huge shout out of gratitude to Ed for coming on the show to chat about his journey so far in the Web3 space. The Crazy About Crypto show does not accept paid advertisements or paid requests to come on the show. The quality of guests and educational content provided is essential. This show is run by loyal listeners through the establishment of the Crazy Carl Collective, where 100% of the Genesis NFTs are rewarded to listeners for the next two years by actively engaging in learning and listening to the show and helping build the growth of the collective. Web3 allows us to give value back to consumers, and I thank each of you for joining live tonight to help learn about the innovation that Web3 brings to each of us 
and challenge to <coughs> challenge you to continue learning and growing in this space. If you enjoyed the show, please follow so we can see you at another show in the future, and you can learn about the Crazy Carl Collective collection and find the official OpenSea link and Discord in the link tree on our bio. Also tonight, there's a special POAP you can claim by heading over to the POAP app and putting in the code word CRAZYBALLOON, all lowercase, one word. Once again, that is CRAZYBALLOON, all lowercase and all one word, to get the special POAP for tonight's show. And if you're in the collective, please, uh, after the show, you can head over to this d- d- Discord uh, for a game night after party hosted by Doge Alliance. Ed, thank you again so much for being here, man. Yeah. Also, y'all can check my Discord out too. Yeah. Go <laughs> ahead and talk about your Discord, man. What are you doing at Discord? Yeah. I mean, the Discord. Uh, please check in. Um, please go into the, my Discord, and you will be, you know, get your chance to get on the Ed list uh, for the drop that I will be doing shortly or soon. Um, but yeah. Uh, what? Uh, yeah. Let's go. That's exciting. You got it. So is it's it a my pen suite. It's a project that's coming down the pipeline. Another Ed project. Yes, indeed. This is going to be a project that's going to be tied into my pilot. Oh, amazing. So exciting. That's the generative one that you were talking about. I can't wait. And I know that, Ed, you're also in our in the Crazy Carl Collective Discord and a part of the Carl. So thank you so much for um, sure being, being a friend and minting the NFT and uh, and being a Carl along with uh, many that are in the audience uh, tonight. So I really appreciate your friendship, man. We love the call. <laughs> we love the Ed. Here we go. Let's go ahead and throw it to the outro. God damn it. Stupid. This stupid podcast thing. I got to throw it out the window. I swear to God. <laughs> we love you, Carl. Hold on one second, guys. Hang with me here. This has been another production. Of I love this. All conversations with Crazy Carl are for educational purposes only. You should never take financial advice from a cat or anybody, really, especially financial advisors. Take control of your own financial future and do your own research always. That's all for now. Until next time, we'll see you in the metaverse. <laughs>